Winnie the Pooh, Simba, and the little engine that could. What the heck do these have to do with this episode? Well, in their fun-loving way, the animals have come forward once again to remind us and to help us understand something that's really important in our relationships together. And the purpose of their message is to help us have a better understanding and they provide to us yet another tool for our toolbox to awaken with them. So let's do this. Let's activate a deeper and meaningful life and I'll see you on the inside. Hi everybody, it's Mary Beth Haynes and I'm the gal who speaks with animals and the host of the Awaken with Animals podcast. Awaken with Animals is a collection of inspiring channelings from the animals themselves and messages of guidance from them, those that we call our friends. They delve into the heart of the mind, body, spirit, and soul. And along with friends, some old, some new, I'll be having impactful conversations with other like-minded people who share a variety of profound experiences that animals and other sentient beings have brought to their lives. Anything from the journey of healing to the celebrations of life, there's an animal who has a story to tell, a lesson to teach us, and a gift to provide to us all. This podcast promises to bring you uplifting inspiration and divine loving guidance. I'll be calling upon the collective animal energy, animal spirit, and the beings of light to match and join our vibration. I will channel messages of love and hope, as well as help you with your own connection to the animals in your life, in nature, and more. We'll explore all of this with our heart's authenticity and our soul's growth in a space of divine wisdom and love always. So be prepared to be amazed at just how profoundly deep an animal's message can be, why they are here to assist humanity, and to learn just how many blessings they have to share with you. It is my heart's intention that as we awaken with animals, we will activate a deeper and meaningful life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awaken with Animals podcast, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Once again, it's Mary Beth Haynes, and I'm the gal who speaks with animals. And in this particular time together, I have had an energetic nudge to talk about something. And of course, as most of these episodes are unscripted, I have this inner... Okay, let me see how I can explain this. It's like something came into my awareness this morning. And ever since, I all of a sudden feel it become stronger and stronger within. Have you ever had that where you've either watched something or you've read something or you heard something, whether somebody was talking about this conversation or whatever it is that happened and all of a sudden it tends to stick with you or perhaps you always tend to hear it at the time where you are meant to. 
So that's what happened to me this morning. And as I was listening to this particular topic, I felt that it really spoke to me. And it's something that I've been wanting to learn more about and kind of focus more about on in what I teach in helping people and animals through communication together. And one of the things that I found from hearing it this morning and It was a combination of hearing somebody speak about it. I was watching a video, but then I was also reading up a little bit about it as well. And then I started moving around my day and I needed to make sure that Nemo had his breakfast and I needed to make sure that Darwin and Blessing and Brigger, the bearded dragons, had their food and everything was set for their days. And uh, the more that I started doing that, it was really neat because Darwin came out of his terrarium, which he likes to do from time to time, and he actually came right up to me, and he climbed up on my knee, and then, because I was sitting on the floor, and then he came up and he climbed right up into my neck, and he stayed there for a while, and it was different than what he had ever done before, and I just feel like there's something more to today than just literal stuff that's happening. And it makes me realize that, you know, every day is like that for us. We take things as literal. We take things that happen. We think they're just happenings. Sometimes we're just trying to get through our day. There are so many things that are going on. And so on that conscious level, we're just kind of going on autopilot, right? But when we really kind of look at things in a different way and remove the busyness, and remove the needing to get here and needing to get there. And now, you know, I have this meeting at five o'clock and I have this client at four o'clock and, you know, I have all these things that I need to do. When we take a look at the happenings of our day, it's not literal. It's happening for a reason. There is a purpose to every single choice we make, to every single experience that we have, and to every encounter that we have, whether it be with Darwin this morning with me, whether it be with, you know, talking to my husband Troy this morning, whether it be to the text that I received, to the communications I've had with clients, no matter what it is, it's not literal. There is a purpose to every single encounter and experience that we have. And where this is coming from, I'm not sure yet, but this is the energetic nudge and the inspiration that I'm being shared within. I feel it surrounding me, the energy of beautiful, I feel angelic energy and I feel, of course, the animals and their beautiful embrace of this space as we connect together. And then we have some guides that are joining us as well. So I invite us to kind of take this initial bit of information and to remind ourselves that even right now we are here to experience this time together for a purpose there is something that we will i'm hearing not can but i'm hearing the word will receive and be able to embrace and be able to move forward in our life experiences with. And the invitation here is for us to not take everything so literal and to really take that step back and choose to embrace the experience of it all. So thank you for being here with me and doing this together. Today, as I was getting the energetic nudge 
to do this podcast because these episodes are never done, okay, it's going to be Tuesday at 2 o'clock or, you know, Friday at 7 p.m. They come when they're, I receive that nudge, right? I receive that energetic nudge. It's time. It's time for the next episode. And I love working with animals in that way. I love working with the collective animal energy, collective animal spirit, and the angelic beings and the beings and the guides that work with the highest love and the highest light. I'm so grateful to be able to work with them. And so when I receive that nudge from them, I know, and it's interesting because I always have time. It's always when I have time to do it too. So it all works out really well. So before I plugged in my microphone here and got everything ready, of course I asked for a crystal to join us in each and every episode. And the particular crystal that presented itself to me was blue kyanite. So I have a piece of blue kyanite with me right now. I'd say it's about maybe about an inch and a quarter, an inch and a half in size. It's in its raw form, of course, as blue kyanite is. And you can see the beautiful blues, right? So you see the beautiful blues. You kind of see the dark. In this particular light, you can see the dark blue. And some of it kind of has that dark kind of purpley hue to it but more blue of course than purple and then you have the parts on it that look like they're more silver and you know after this episode is over or if you want to pause it now and and take a look take a look at blue kyanite look it up online and you can see what I'm talking about how there's pieces of the blue and then there's the pieces of the silvery blue that goes with it and then of course there's the natural colors and and formations that join those colors. There's some orange rusty color as well that's hidden and uh, both seen and unseen within the crevices and pieces of this blue kyanite. And it's such a beautiful piece. It radiates a lot of wonderful energy and It's interesting because part of blue kyanite's characteristics is to help us with our communication. It helps us speak our truth. So therefore, it works with our throat chakra as well. And I'm really feeling a lot of energy within my own throat chakra as I talk about it. So I really feel it's working through my communication and being able to speak with you at this time. So thank you, Blue Kyanite, for being here. Let's talk a little bit about Blue Kyanite. Let's talk a little bit about the properties of it. So Blue Kyanite is a stone that does many things. A couple of the traits that come to mind are that it is a stone that can instill compassion. It's a high vibrational stone. It's a transmitter and an amplifier of higher frequency energies. It is helpful for those who are making the transition. So for those who are moving through the process of death and moving from the physical into the spirit. And it also helps with speaking one's truth. It helps us cut through fears and blockages. Love that about this stone. And another cool thing about this stone is that it does not hold any negativity. So you know how with with stones and crystals, we need to cleanse them. We need to have them cleansed and cleared a lot of times before using them again. And the really cool thing with blue kyanite is that because it doesn't hold those energies, it does not require any cleaning or cleansing or clearing. And so as I sit here with this beautiful stone, 
I've placed it in my right, uh, sorry, my left hand, and a little piece just chipped off, and it's clear. It's a very, very tiny piece, but it is so interesting because it is clear. It looks like a little mini piece of ice.、Uh, you know how ice is so clear and shiny and smooth? That's exactly the piece that this looks like. So I'm going to place this also in my left hand. With the blue kyanite stone, and what else can I tell you about blue kyanite? So it works with our dreams. It helps us with our dreams. For those who who really love things like astral projection and you know working with higher states of consciousness, it helps with that. It's a wonderful stone to work with that way. It helps us with ascension, right? It helps us to move into the, those higher vibrations of consciousness, and through that. It helps us not only absorb the, those energies, those higher states, but it also helps us in grounding those states. So, for anybody who does spiritual work, blue kyanite can really help with that. As we work with higher vibrational energies here on Earth, so blue kyanite has joined us today. I'm just looking at blue kyanite, and I'm just asking. You know, there, there's so many things that we can look up, right? We can look up the meanings, and we can see what they're all about. But let's see what blue kyanite wants to say, and why are you here today with us? I invite us all to connect with the vibration and the frequency that this beautiful stone has to offer. I'm getting the message about clear quartz, and I'm receiving that this particular blue kyanite, whether it's the one that I'm holding in my hand or whether it's blue kyanite in general, but I'm getting that clear quartz and blue kyanite work really well together. Now we talked about blue kyanite being an amplifier, and so is clear quartz, and so. The two together, with their amplification properties, would be wonderful to work together. But there's something more to that. So just give me one moment here. So what I'm getting from the blue kyanite and the clear quartz is that for this particular time that we're spending together, these two stones are wanting to work together. And I actually, very interestingly, have a clear quartz very close to me. I'm just grabbing it now. It's an actual thumbstone. Some people call them worry stones or palm stones, and I have that there. So in my left hand, I have now a clear quartz and the blue kyanite, and I'm receiving their amplification properties in such a beautiful, beautiful vibration. And I share them through the energy of this podcast and the energy of this message. And I invite you to receive the energies, should you wish. In a way that will be in the highest and the best for you, and I ask that the energies of these stones and crystals be in the highest and best for us all. Beautiful. All right. So remember how I was telling you today that I was watching a video and then I did some reading up on it, and it was on the topic of anthropomorphism. Have you heard of that before? Anthropomorphism. Let me spell that for you. So it's anthro, a n t h r o po p o morphism, m o r p h i s m, anthropomorphism. And when we look at anthropomorphism, and you'll understand if you don't know what that means, you'll understand in a, in just a moment. Let me tell you the definition of it. Anthropomorphism is the attribution. Of human characteristics, emotions, and behaviors to animals or other non-human things. 
including objects, plants, and supernatural beings. So let's break that down and let's talk in more layman's terms. So we are human beings. That is our species. And as human beings, we have certain behaviors, we have certain emotions, we have an ego, we have ways that we respond to things and behave to things. And a lot of that is based on our emotional state. So if I'm having a particularly sad day where I'm feeling maybe a little anxious or a little sad or they're both coming together and then I have an experience, I could have emotions come forward because of how I'm feeling. So to move this into anthropomorphism, this is with regards to bringing those types of characteristics as a human species, but bringing them to an animal or a plant or a supernatural being. So for example, let's look at Winnie the Pooh. Right? Winnie the Pooh is a, an old, old cartoon and book and Winnie the Pooh is a bear and this bear wears, if I remember correctly, in my mind, I remember him wearing a t-shirt and I remember him having a lot of human experiences, right? He had Tigger, he had a human friend, he has Tigger, he has Eeyore, he has other animals that are friends as well. and. When we connect with Winnie the Pooh, we connect with him on a human level because Winnie the Pooh has a lot of human attributes. He has a lot of human emotions. He has everything that a human would have, except he's a bear, right? Let's look at the Lion King. Do you remember Simba or the, uh, oh, his name's, but Simba's dad, the, the father. Like, remember at the beginning of the movie, remember how sad it was when the father died and it was just, it just breaks at your heartstrings, right? And when you look at that, the Lion King, he is a lion, right? He is an animal with human attributes. That's what anthropomorphism is. And so when I tap into the energy of why I received the nudge to talk about this, I am receiving the importance of just having the awareness of what this is. Okay, so before I go any further, I want to bring in the energy, the collective energy of what's helping to bring this message through. So to do this, I invite us to take a deep breath, take a sip of water if you have one. Water, as I just took a sip of, is a wonderful conduit of energy. It's very cleansing, it's very clearing, and it also helps our cells when we sip water to become energized and vibrant. And as I do this, I have both my feet firmly on the ground, connecting to Mother Earth, thanking her for being here. Thanking you, Mother Earth, Mother Gaia, for being this wonderful and beautiful foundation in which this centered focus can be derived from. I also, from the top of my head, my crown chakra, my third eye chakra, I feel, and my chakras above, I connect to the energy and I ask that this energy be connected to the highest love and the highest light so that we are bringing forth energies that are in our highest and best, that are of pureness, love, divine wisdom, 
and that are here to support what is in the highest and the best for this particular message. I call upon God or source energy or great spirit. I call upon the universe. Whatever it is that you resonate with, I like to say God. I like to call it different things. But this beautiful loving energy, the creation of all that is, the guardian animals of lightness, the spirit guides and the angelic beings. I call upon the collective animal energy, animal spirit. Thank you for being here. And I call upon the beings that I may not specifically have mentioned by name, but that are connected to this vibration in conjunction with the highest love and the highest light. Thank you for being here. So I'm receiving the word again and again and again in my head. So anthropomorphism, anthropomorphism, anthropomorphism. And what I'm receiving is the message of awareness, the message of being aware of what this is. So we talked about anthropomorphism and we talked about how a lot of things like Winnie the Pooh or the Lion King or, you know, even look at the little engine that could. You know, remember that little engine that could, that story, the storybook where the little engine, I think I can, I think I can, and therefore the little engine could, right? They gave that train, that engine train, the feelings and emotions that a human would have. And a lot of times when we are connecting with animals and I'm getting impressions and images of animals that are in our lives. So animals that are in our homes, animals that are part of our family. I'm also getting animals that are part of, you know, on farms and in the wild. So I'm getting lots of different ways of looking at animals. And it's bringing me back to what I was saying at the beginning, how we may come across something. This morning I came across this video and then I did some reading and then it really stuck with me and how nothing is literal. Everything is meant for a purpose. And on this particular topic, it's the reminder and it's the awareness that we have relationships, we have connections, and we have communication with animals. And when I communicate with animals, I get emotions and feelings from them that are similar to what we feel as humans. But I'm also receiving the energetic guidance to remind ourselves that we are humans as a species and animals are animals as a species. So let me just dig a little deeper here. I am asking for more clarification on this. So even though we are one, all right, so I'm getting we are one, we are equal, we are, you know, nobody's above the other, we are equal. Whether it's an animal or an insect or a reptile or aquatic or, you know, all the different types. And with humans, we are all different species that share a life experience. So we are souls having a human experience and the animals are souls having an animal experience and the insects are souls having an insect experience, etc, etc, etc. So it's an innate tendency of human psychology. I mean, human psychology, we are very emotional. We have different emotions. We have different things that come forward. Now, animals, on the other hand, they don't have the same makeup as we do, right? They can share how they feel. They have ways of showing how they feel, but it is in a different way than we as humans are. So we are one, 
but we are different species, and therefore we have different physiological needs. And sometimes we can place our emotions on that particular animal thinking that they also should have the same. Does that make sense? Hey, have you heard of iAwesome yet? iAwesome is the International Academy of Universal Self Mastery, and it's a one of a kind online social interactive learning community that supports you and your self mastery. I am a faculty member on this platform, and I absolutely love the collaboration there between the faculty members and the students. It's absolutely amazing. And my courses include animal communication and soul healing with animals as well. Aisha Hogan, that's the name of the founder and the chief of iAwesome, and I was able to arrange with her a special code for you and an invitation for you to come and test drive the site for 21 days absolutely free. So all you need to do is go to the description of this podcast and you will see at the bottom of the description there is a link and a code just for you. You're invited to come take a look around, come see what's available to you. And if you like it, guess what? Sign up with the code and you get 21 days absolutely free. I love it there and I just know you will too. So that's my special invitation to you and I hope to see you there. So it's like looking at, let's let's look at an animal. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm just remembering somebody saying to me once, you know, their animal was uh, being defiant on purpose and their animal was doing it out of spite, they said. And their animal was completely not doing what they were supposed to be doing. They were being bad. And I totally understand why this person saw that and was thinking that because of how that person was feeling themselves emotionally. I've never had an animal act out of spite in my communications. I've had animals share their preferences and I've had animals share their wishes and desires and their wants and their needs. And I've had them share them very clearly and very strongly through their behaviors. But it was never out of spite. It was never to instill pain or discomfort or anything that would be, you know, that a human would do, right? But because we are humans and it's our innate tendency to work with the emotions that we have, we often can put that onto our animals, the animals in our lives, our teachers, right? They are our teachers and we are theirs as well. But in this particular instance, When we put our emotions onto them, we are actually using anthropomorphism. When in reality, they don't have those emotions in the same way. Now, can animals share emotions? Absolutely. So this may sound like I'm contradicting myself. Let me give you an example. Sometimes when there are more than one animal in the family, right? So say, say there's, you know, a household of humans and animals, and one of the animals passes into spirit. Their time on earth is completed, and they have moved forward, transitioned through death into spirit. You've heard about, and maybe it's happened with you, not only are you grieving, but so is that animal's fur brother or sister or other animals in the house. Animals can grieve, 
and they do grieve. Animals can have different emotional things that they need to move through in life as well. The message here that is coming forward in the energetic vibration at this time is the reminder and the awareness that we need to remember. And I, I want to actually, I, um, it's coming forward because I said, and that was my human brain that jumped in the way there because I said we need to remember. And I, for one, do not like to be told what to do. <laughs> so if somebody says to me, you need to do this or you must do this, I don't like to be told to do something that I don't want to do if I don't want to do it. And so when when that just came through, my human brain jumped in and I just thought, no, I don't want to bring forward any messages to tell you you must do this or you need to do that. (laughs) But I digress. So going back, let me just tap back into that energy. It would be helpful if we remember that our human emotions, right? Our human emotions are a trait that is innate to us as a human species. And the different emotions that an animal may feel are innate to them as an animal species. And they're not necessarily the same because of our experiences with them. I may feel very sad that one of my fur family has died and moved into spirit. I will have emotions about that. An animal in my family might also be feeling the loss of that animal as well. It would be probably pretty easy for me to think that they must be feeling the same way I am. It's important for me to remember that they're going to experience this in their way and how they experience their emotions as the dog or the cat or whatever animal they are. And it's important for me to remember not to think that or impose or impress human emotions onto them, that that must be what they are feeling. It's to embrace that they are feeling those emotions and it is to honor that they're going through it in their way and that I'm going through it in mine, and that we can go through it together. So sometimes, I'm just looking at an example here. So Darwin, my wonderful teacher who's in the form of a bearded dragon, lately has been closing his eyes a lot. And I've noticed that before he started closing his eyes, I noticed that his eyesight seems to be different. It seems to have changed. And I brought him in for his yearly checkup. And, you know, I talked to the his doctor about that, his veterinarian. And he said that sometimes with age and things like that, that, you know, he gave me his impression upon that. So I've just been keeping an eye on Darwin. And I've, in my human emotion, I feel really badly, right? It's like Darwin, you know, you're, you might not be able to see as much and you're closing your eyes a little more. And are you okay? you know, is there something that that you can tell me? Are you in pain? So what I'm getting from Darwin is that there's an adjustment period, right? Because he had come out of the brumation period where he slept a lot. And so he's adjusting and that, yes, there is a change with his eyesight, but my human emotions feel sad about that, right? It's like, oh my gosh, like, I I wish, you know, what can I do to help you? you? You must... I mean, for me not to be able to see like that, that would be so hard, right? Darwin's perspective, though, is that 
it is what it is and he's going with that and it's not stopping him from doing what he needs to do and it's not stopping him from moving around or doing anything this newest part with him keeping his eyes closed a lot again that started concerning me right rightfully so and so when i was talking to him about that and i asked him how he felt he said he was okay and i said well why are your eyes why are you keeping them closed and he gave me the feeling of um like uh picky uh scratchy kind of dry feeling right and I looked closer I asked him if I could look in his eyes and I looked closer and I can see that there are little pieces because of him being a reptile he goes through the shedding process right so he will shed his skin and there's some parts around his eyes that are still remaining and needs to continue you know those little bits and pieces of shedding and through that shedding process through his head and his face and his eyes and his nose that this part is just taking him a little bit longer and so it's something that he's working through my human emotions would be oh my gosh you must be like it must just be bothering the heck out of you right like if that was me and when I talk to him about it, it is a bit of a nuisance, right? Like he's not saying it's life is grand and he's completely happy with it, but he's saying that it is what it is, right? And so he's working it through and we're doing some things and, and I let him know and, and we're, you know, keeping things moist to help soften the skin so that it can come off, but it has to come off on its own. I can't start picking at his eyes. I could really damage them and hurt hurt him by doing that. So I share this as an example for you as how I could be looking at him having the same emotions as me. And you know, another example, and in fact, this is just coming to me right now. It's kind of like when we're talking about anthropomorphism. When I talk to animals, I talk to them just like we're talking now. And I have conversations with them. And I do get emotions from them. And a lot of times when I get those human types of emotions, those human traits from them, a lot of times when I dig deeper and I ask them, is this your emotion? They say no. They're having it and they're sharing it through to me as a message but when i ask them is this your emotion they say no i ask them well who is it and they usually will tell me it's one of their humans so anthropomorphism is us as humans having those characteristics and emotions and behaviors and attributing them to the animals in our lives as well. When I communicate with animals in the wild, I hear their messages and I hear what they say. So let me back up a minute. Let's pretend I'm communicating with a pack of lions and they're sharing messages with me and they're sharing, you know, wisdom and inspiration or maybe they're going through something that may be challenging for them or they're working things through of something in their way as an animal species. So I'm getting the message from them and they're sharing their messages through and it's a wonderful conversation. That's one thing. Now, I could take that and say, well, the I mean, the lions, I mean, they shared this and they shared that and oh my gosh, the matriarch was so loving and her messages were so wise and, you know, the patriarchal lion, the alpha lion, I mean, he was just, you know, with what he shares, it was just amazing. So I'm going to go out and I'm actually going to go sit with them. 
I'm going to go sit with them and I'm going to continue talking with them and I'm going to be there in person, right? That's me anthropomorphizing their species as lions. Chances are, me as a human walking out into a pack of lions, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to, con- you know, come on in, sit in our circle? You know, let's continue this talk, right? They are still lions with the traits of lions. And chances are, I'm not going to last very long because there's going to be a threat, right? Because I am coming into their space. Now, we do see people out. I mean, there's a wonderful. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't think of her name. But do you remember the one, the lady, Gorillas in the Midst? Do you remember how she went out and she actually lived with the gorillas? And they accepted her as one. And she ended up getting killed by one of them, I think, in the end. But she was able to connect with them and kind of be among them, right? So that's one story of doing it. But she didn't go out there as a human and expect them to accept her. She had to go out there and be one of them in order to do that. So I'm kind of going on and on and on about this, but my point of sharing these examples and stories, it brings me back and it's so funny because the energy that's with us now is bringing me back, bring it back, they say, bring it back. So bringing it back, pulling it back, it's the reminder that we are here to learn from these wonderful sentient beings in our lives. And they are also here to learn from us as beautiful sentient beings in their life. And when we push or impress our humans' emotions upon them, it can bring us to a different understanding than what is of truth. To think about a character of being anthropomorphic, it's like having our animals behave like they are a human when they're not, or expecting them to behave like a human when they're not, or impressing our emotions onto them as a human, but being aware that they're not. It's something that we're brought up in. I mean, look at the stories that we've learned, right? We talked about Winnie the Pooh. We've talked about the Lion King. We've talked about the little engine that could. You know, there's so many different things. Looking at different advertisements. I mean, like the Telus commercials, they all have animals there and we respond to that, right? We respond to animals. And I was driving on the highway the other day and I saw this truck go by and it was an advertisement for their company, but there was an animal on the advertisement and the animal had nothing to do with the advertisement other than it was a picture of an animal and the animal was holding a sign. And on the sign was the ad for that business. But what caught my eye was the animal, right? And so it was really good advertising because it did catch my eye. Animals are here for a purpose. Our communication and our encounters and our time together is for a purpose. And we are here as humans for a purpose. Now I talk about us like we're separate. We are different beings. We are different species of beings. That's what I should say. We are different species of beings. But we are one. But it's to remember that we have different ways of expressing ourselves, our needs, our wants, our desires, and our innate makeup of who we are, our genetic traits, 
are what makes us who we are. So our genetic traits of human makes us the traits of the human. The genetic traits of animals makes them the genetic traits of animals. And I'm just tapping in with the energies that are with us to ask if there's anything further about this. And this is what I'm hearing. I'm just going to go with it here. We bring forward the concept of anthropomorphism. We feel it is important to be aware of. It is not a lecture. It is not something that we are saying that you should or should not do. We are asking that you be aware of the traits that each species, whether it be animal, human, or otherwise, brings to the table. If you were to envision a table, and you were to envision all the different species that could be sitting around this table, you are all one around this table. Even though you may look different or carry different species and traits. As you sit around this table, you look at each other and you are acknowledged as a integral part of the world that you live in, the earth that you reside on. And each part of you and each piece of you and each genetic trait from you makes up what this world is all about. And we are here to remind you that each of you have your own unique purpose and unique experience of the world that you live in. And so this is only a reminder that for humans, it is very easy because it's innate. And what innate means is that it's a part of you, it's inside of you, and it is part of your makeup to have emotions and traits that can easily be expected from another. And in this instance, we are talking about the animals in your life. So simply put, we invite you to the concept of anthropomorphism. And we use this concept because it is a human word. It is a human study. And it's something that you as humans can relate to because it is something that is talked about often in veterinary studies and in studies of human-animal behavior. And so we share this with you in that aspect, in that aspect only, to remember that we are all here together. We are all here as one. And to remember that there are differences. And when one is impressed upon the other, that is not part of that genetic makeup, it can cause differences, misunderstandings, and perhaps even some interferences in the relationship each one holds with the other. We invite you to be aware of this. That is all. Simple and with love. Because love is the answer when it comes to all of this. We thank you. We honor you. And we are oneness together. Thank you for being a part of this together. As we talk about this very long word, sounds very, very detailed and anthropomorphism. 
But you know what? It's quite an interesting concept, and it's a quite an interesting way to look at things. And when we remember to be aware of this, it can really help us with our relationship with animals. In fact, I thank the animals and the beings that have come forward with this collective animal energy in being able to share with us in being aware. And I love how they said that it's very simple. We don't have to put a lot of thought into this. We don't have to make it hard. We don't have to try and figure it out. I'm sure we could study more if we want to. If if this speaks to you, take a look. Study anthropomorphism. Take a look at the different types of anthropomorphism that there is out there. You know, help that to become more aware of. And I welcome you to let me know your findings if you do choose to do that. And I also welcome you to let me know what your thoughts are on this subject and what we've talked about today during our time together. But it's something that is important. If the animals have brought it forward, it's something that this collective energy that is with us today and every day, but at this particular moment in this episode, that they want to bring forward, again, I'm repeating, but for our awareness and to be aware of, but a way that we can further awaken with animals and how we can further activate a deeper and meaningful life, just like the purpose and the meaning of what this podcast is all about. So I thank you for being here. I thank you for being a part of the energy of Blue Kainite and Clear Quartz. I thank you for being open to the concept of this big long word called anthropomorphism. I thank the beautiful energies that have joined us and I thank each and every one of you for being a part of this together. I share this message and these messages with you with the intention, my heart's intention, and the intention from my soul, from the energies that are connected and are with the highest love and the highest light. Thank you for being here. And until next time, bye for now. Mm